Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. But if you are playing the way that I'm suggesting, which is you're wrapping it around their body and you're just like holding it, you can use anything. You can use hardware rope. And in fact, it's super fun then to go into hardware stores because then they're like kinky toy shops. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hello, honey, and welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma, and we're just two gals looking for a good lay. Aren't we all? (laughs) But when it comes to sex, we're just as lost as you and have no idea what we're doing. Luckily, we will stop at nothing to get the answers we need. Cue our expert guests. We're ready to overshare and ask all the embarrassing questions so you don't have to. By the end of every episode, you will be dripping in actionable steps and ready to take on the damn world. Or at least take it from behind. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, honey. How how do you do you? have an intro so I just hesitated and waited Mm -hmm. for you to do it I don't have anything either (laughs) so we're just gonna dive right in (laughs) dive right in how are you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am just living (laughs) loving laughing (laughs) fucking you know how I do (laughs) there's any words that I associate with Cass it was all four of those it's those it is for sure those, and that's why I have them tattooed across my ass. Yeah, you do. But across the crack. <laughs> yeah, just, is that, what is that, horizontal? Yeah. Just straight down. Exactly. Yeah, that's the best thing I could ask for you. Uh-huh. So, just being me. Being you. How are you? I, <laughs> I'm doing great, and most specifically, because it was my birthday mm-hmm. not too long ago, and for my birthday, you... So selflessly mm-hmm. gave me the gift of a Satisfier Pro. Your very own, not I've, mine. <laughs> I didn't give no, to mine. No, she just let me borrow hers. <laughs> just for a night. Finally. I've been One asking night is all asking. <laughs> <laughs> so you gifted me my own, mm-hmm. and my life has never been the same. I so have been waiting to hear the reviews because we've been saving it to share with all of you. So it release. was just the most insane and I'm going to say orgasm, and I know that mm-hmm. feels very intimate. <laughs> because I gave that to you. you gave it to me. It was like a body orgasm that I had never felt in my entire life. And I've given myself a lot of orgasms. Mm-hmm. I've tried a lot of things. I have masturbated a lot in my life. And this was unlike it was unreal. It hits different. It hits because it immediately felt like I was having an orgasm without having an orgasm. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It is so fucking good. And then I did it every night. <laughs> no lie. I think five nights in a row. Which yes. it's great, but it, it's it's right there on your clitoris. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. So if you don't super love intense clitoral stimulation, it's not the toy Mm-mm. for you. But I I needed to take a break after <laughs> a few days because I was nonstop. It's so good. So good. So good. Yeah, it's a special one. So thank you from You're the welcome. bottom of my hurt. <laughs> Clitoris. Clitoris. <laughs> from my bottom to, to yours. yours. <laughs> I hate that. I hate it. What did we say we were going to call them? Pelvic eruptions. 
Yeah, we were trying to figure out a way to say orgasms on, on, TikTok, so, yeah, yeah. on TikTok without getting flagged. And so Emma said pelvic eruptions. <laughs> then I said my skin suit is having a pelvic eruption. It sounds like Hannibal Lecter is trying to talk about sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's Sex Ed 101 yeah. with Hannibal. With Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my newest and truest update. Yeah. Um, and my life has been going great. That's amazing. I also saw this TikTok that if you wake up and say, yeah, <laughs> you'll have a better day. <laughs> so I've been trying to do that. That's actually really interesting because I have been reading this book from Mel Robbins, not related to Tony Robbins for the record. Okay, great. Um, Thank you for the clarification. But it's called The High Five Habit. And oh, you high yeah. five yourself in the mirror every day. Oh, I love it. Oh my God, it's so good. So yeah, little habits in the morning are actually really helpful because mm-hmm. usually I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. And that is one way to start your day. Yeah. If you believe that energy can help things <laughs> or hinder, uh-huh. then you should try if things. If you want to yeah. hinder things, <laughs> just yell, whisper fuck to yourself fuck in the mirror every time you wake up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I've been doing for 25 years. So, so it's, it's nice me this to far. do something different. <laughs> Another thing that hits different. Yeah, another thing. Um, another thing. <laughs> Speaking of hitting, there we go. Great transition. Uh, we're getting kinky once again. Yeah, we are because we just can't get enough. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. The world of kink is quite expansive. It is, and today we're talking more so about doing kink consciously. Mm-hmm. So thinking through, kind of your experience and how you want to experience it with yourself or with your partner and how to do that really fucking easily. Like how to incorporate it into your everyday life in a way that feels approachable that Mm -hmm. isn't too like, fuck, I have to like pull out all the stops. I have to get all the tools. I have to act like all of this could be done without acting, without Mm -hmm. props, which is what I like because I'm not an actor. (laughs) Role plays. Oh, you're not? I did take a step back. You'll find my IMBD. Um, I did a few roles in 2011, and then I think it's DB. What did I say? Did you say IMBD? I don't know. <laughs> Either one. I'm I'm on both. I'm on That's both. That's how good of an actor I am. <laughs> you can find me on all of them, all of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I do not do well with acting. Me neither. And this was just so much better. So who are we talking to today? We are talking with Anne Moore and Mm -hmm. she just has all the knowledge that we didn't really know we needed. We really, you know, you know, we've gotten kinky before, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this was, we get into some different stuff and we get into rope play, yeah, which is something we haven't really talked about before. So that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, let's just say Emma's interested in chains now, so you can catch her uh, in any in the hardware, hardware department, <laughs> anywhere in all over the United Depot, States. Lowe's. I want chains from every state. Mm-hmm. That's actually a fun idea. Where are you going to store them? Uh, that'll get really heavy, won't it? Yeah. Well, your apartment just... will like give out. <laughs> try um and we also give a new definition to kink which mm-hmm. i feel like you'll really like because i was obsessed with it yeah so enjoy you See always on the other do. side <laughs> you always do at honeydew me we stuff a lot of things inside our vaginas <laughs> sure but now we're heading into the holidays and that means it's also time to start stuffing some stockings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep yeah, so you know we'll be stuffing ours, our stockings, not our vaginas, with goodies from our friends at Manscaped. And if you or your loved one are as hairy as the Grinch this winter, the Lawnmower Body Trimmer is a great pick. Whether it's your jingle bells, your snowflakes, or your whole damn snowstorm, the Lawnmower will get you nice and clean without any nicks, cuts, or boo boos. The two in one shampoo and conditioner and the body wash are also great options. So my partner uses both and smells really good. I asked him for a review and his exact words were, I fucking like it, okay? (laughs) He was overwhelmed. Uh, But actually, he said it washes off really well, and he feels really clean after. So there you go. An honest review from a simple man. (laughs) Get 20% off in free shipping at manscaped.com with code DOOMY, D-E-W-M-E. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code DOOMY, D-E-W-M-E. Give them the gift of Manscaped this holiday season. Changing it. Mm Okay, so I'm Ann Moore. I am a master trainer in the erotic blueprints. I am a conscious kink coach, certified sexological body worker. And I 
usually work with couples who feel really stuck and um, like they love each other on the surface. They've got everything, family and just every, the work is great and they love each other, but they feel stuck around their sex. And so I help them get them back into their bodies and feeling and connecting so that they have that joy that they had at the beginning of their relationship. Um, and I do that through um, actual direct experience with bodies, but a lot of it is holding a practice space um, virtually or in person that is permission to talk about what you want Mm -hmm. out loud with the exact words um, and practice that, especially around sexuality. So I'm, I'm a permission giver. I, I create the conditions where you can tell the truth to the people you love about what you want in sex. Mm -hmm. That is such a good space, such a holy space to create for people and relationships, especially because sex in a relationship is something you have to work on. And if you are having troubles, it's easy. And I've been there to think that like my relationship sucks, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just sex is something you need to work on just as much as any other thing in your life. So having the tools like your work to specifically hone in on your relationship and sex, I think is great. Yeah, I love that. And also we've got this myth. Um, there's funny, it's it's the, um, if sex isn't working, there must be something wrong with the relationship. But there's also one about like, well, sex doesn't really matter. Like as long as you love each other, it'll be mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. And that is just not sustainable over right. a long period of time. It just builds up like all sorts of resentment and longing and like, it's so much better when it's hot. Yeah. So <laughs> and it's easy, totally Yes, definitely. Well, and I think another one of those myths is that it is going to get bad eventually. Mm. Like it's yeah. going to go away. Yeah. It's not going to be as frequent. It's not going to be as good. And that's just something you have to accept mm-hmm. when you're in a long-term relationship. And it's like, yeah. mm, that feels I, bad. <laughs> that feels bad. I honestly don't know how sex life would work with like just two people like I forever will need to talk about my sex life and have input Mm -hmm. and like have people to bounce it off of and like just to feel normal and feel like I can work through stuff my sex life will never be between just me and who I'm having sex with (laughs) well and I love that because that is one of the things that I find is the biggest needle mover it certainly was for me in my life was breaking isolation Mm -hmm. we've got this whole thing of we can't talk about it we're supposed to know everything about it already but we don't but we can't Mm -hmm. ask anybody Mm -hmm. because we're not supposed to talk like it's this thing yeah and so to break out of that and be like hey let's just compare notes so we can find out that actually you are just like me right and I am just like you mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. we aren't born good sex havers yeah no but it's like yeah. at 20 something there's supposed to be like a flip that switch that now you know everything and you can't ask anything mine never flipped yeah, mine never <laughs> flipped actually I wasn't invited Why? into that room to flip that switch so, so I don't know hence why we're here yeah. exactly I needed a lot of he- people to help me like grab the switch mm-hmm. and exactly <laughs> So you mentioned one thing, um, conscious kink. And so is there a difference between conscious kink and kink, or is that just synonymous and those are the same thing? Thank you. So kink is a big, wide topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a great question. What is kink? What is conscious kink? So um, kink is used in a lot of different ways, and it's essentially... In our culture, it's usually like uh, whips and chains, BDSM, um, maybe, uh, I don't know, the um, naughty schoolgirl, but there's like some memes that are sort of like what we understand. Mm -hmm. And that can all be done consciously, but conscious kink um, has been developing around, um, it's a combination of mindfulness and sexuality and shadow play all of those things together. And so it's saying those places in yourself that you think are unlovable, that you can't say out loud, those desires you have that you think are freaky and wrong, those are actually the places of deepest healing. Because when you can voice them to someone else vulnerably and say, hey, I kind of want to do this thing, would you do that for me? Or would you do that with me? And there's person who loves you and sees you who says, oh my God, God, I've been waiting for someone to say that. I really, really want that too. That just creates this massive amount of connection and delight. And the mindfulness piece is both creating a lot of consent out loud that's very clear and explicit, which is part of sort of kink in general. Mm -hmm. But it's also about intentionality. It's about using kink to do things like, for example, reclaim power that was taken away from you. 
So there are people who want to do kink scenes that are about being overpowered and they want to do it because that actually happened to them, but they want to do it with someone they trust and love where they are choosing it. They're claiming it and saying, I want this experience so that I can take my power back. The fact that I am creating this scene for myself means I win. I'm in the power seat. So um, it's not always that, but it's about like, how do I want to use this to create joy and hot sex and like, you know, erotic pleasure, but also to um, feel safety in a place where I might not have felt safe before, for example. Yeah, so it's it's intentionality, and it's also uh, a lot about bringing in the sacred in sexuality. So um, being intentional about set and setting, making it a really protected space that's beautiful, that feels good, um, and using music that like really enhances um, the feelings in the scene, but also the connection between the people who are playing, mm-hmm. and um, also a lot about. Uh, integration and um, uh, after care, after the fact of like, okay, we're going to do this thing. It's kind of scary for me. Here's the ways it's scary. Let's, you know, talk about that, create some boundaries. And then also, how did that go? How are you feeling in your body? Is there anything you would change? How was it? What was awesome about it? Mm-hmm. What could we do next time that we come back to this? So um, really being, and, and it's a lot about bringing mindfulness meaning the practices of breath, of um, in feeling your own body. It's about being in the present moment in this deeply playful and um, deeply meaningful way. That is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that shadow work piece particularly sticks out to me because when you're talking about, you know, you've been through this trauma and then you are kind of reenacting it through choice – in my head, I would think like, oh, well, they would want the opposite. You know, if you had had your mm-hmm. power taken away, then you'd want to be the one dominating somebody else. And if you still had the desire to be having your power taken away by choice, like in my head, I would see that for myself like, oh, well, I'm still wanting the same trauma. Like, is there something wrong with me in that and mm-hmm. still wanting that same thing and not wanting to like do the opposite to reclaim my power? So I think that's so cool the way that you are describing it as like you are taking your power back in this really beautiful mm-hmm. way. Right. right? And yeah. there's a lot of ways to play with that. For example, mm-hmm. maybe the first time what you'd really want to do is have someone approach you and you just say no. Fuck mm-hmm. off. Don't touch me. <laughs> they leave. Uh-huh. That's the scene. And they're gone. And you're like, yes. Wow, it worked. All right. Like there's so many. That's a scene. That's a mm-hmm. kink scene. Okay. That's a conscious kink scene that could be so powerful and beautiful where everybody there, their intention is let's create something really um that creates release, that creates joy and delight. Um, and that um where we meet each other, where we see each other really deeply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you were explaining using like conscious, like being conscious kink, it feels like that's a practice that we should do with all type of sex, being conscious and being yes. like really <laughs> mindful and aware. So what is like the kink aspect? Is that the acting out? Is that the toys? Like what makes conscious kink kinky? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So um, first let's just talk about kink and Mm -hmm. what that means and what the myths are around that. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, I had for a long time, the idea that kink was scary and that it was about people being mean to other people. Right. And that was kind of freaky and wrong. There was some turn that was a lot of turn on for me, but I was also like, ah, I can't really want this. That's really confusing that I want this. Um, I also felt like kinky people were really scary. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that there must be something wrong with them, that they want this. And that meant there must be something wrong with me because I wanted it, because I had fantasies about like being tied up and spanked and overpowered, for example. Right. Um, and I also had the myth that I think is really common that um, kink is some kind of like um, hidden shadow thing that you wouldn't do with someone you really love. You would only, it doesn't belong in a loving relationship. It would need to be with the sort of messed up toxic relationship where other weird things are happening and therefore you can have weird sex. Um, And yeah, so in the definition that I use, so I 
have the foundation of the erotic blueprints, which is uh, my teacher Jaya's work. She mm-hmm. developed it. It's now on Sex, Love, and Goop. You can see a really good um, overview of how it works and just the the range. What it does is redefine sex. It, it makes the definition of sex much bigger and wider. And in this world, in my world, kink means anything that is forbidden for you, anything that is taboo. So um, it's playing with the edges. It's mischief. It's getting away with things. And the kink play, the, the way that it becomes like super juicy and healing is doing that with somebody. It's like a partner in crime. Like, ooh, you want to do this naughty thing together? <laughs> we can get away with that. Mm-hmm. That would be great. You want to play that way with me? Um, and when I started out, before I had unpacked sort of all the shame that I had around it, I thought that if I ask somebody, like, I'd have to apologize. Like, oh, gosh, I really I really want somebody to tie you up. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to do that, would you? Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I really do want that. And it just, ooh, I felt like, you know, awful and pathetic and just like unlovable. Mm-hmm. And in fact, what I discovered is the more that I could just own and claim and voice those things, they're just, they're, they're just what I want. They're just mm-hmm. desires mm-hmm. that then um, I could actually celebrate that I want these things. And there are people who want to be with me because of them. Mm-hmm. Like my partner, now I'm in this amazing committed relationship. He is such a blast. And one of the early things we did, I think we'd been together maybe a month and I'm like, Hey, you want to go to a bondage festival? Ooh. And he was like, yeah, great. And he had never done anything kinky in his life, but he's like, that sounds amazing. I really want to learn about this. And he always says like, people say no to you. Like people <laughs> don't want to try these things like what that doesn't make any sense um yeah it's this sense of adventure in mischief Mm -hmm. and so it can be about domination and submission but it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. it could actually be foot fetish foot worship is a form of kink it can be about adoration of someone in a particular way and you were about to say something Cass. so um i did want to ask another myth that i'm thinking of because the last thing I was talking about was in regards to trauma and shadow work, but you don't have to have gone through trauma to be interested in kink, right? No. Mm -hmm. Some people like to be spanked because they got spanked as they were a kid and there was some kind of erotic tension there that just got laid over it. Some people like to be spanked because they never got spanked and they wanted like, and, and spanking, for example, is actually, it's about, um, very close attention being paid to this part of your body. And that as it happens, you're like, there's all this circulation that happens. It increases, it drops you into your body um, so that it is, um, it's about exposure. It's about feeling um, vulnerable and exposed if you're the one being spanked or being the one to hold the power and create an experience for someone you love if you're the one who's doing the spanking. Mm -hmm. So you could just want to try it because it kind of looks like fun and it's a great way to play with bodies. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be about trauma. And it may be in there. And so being aware of that is a big part of the consent conversation of like, tell me if there's anything in here that might be a trigger for you. We need to Mm -hmm. know that before we play. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Thank you for bringing up those myths because I feel like those are all super important to like breaking down your maybe barriers or shame that you have towards like wanting to try out kink. And yeah. I also really liked your definition of kink, of it being like partner in crime, kind of like the mis- mischievous thing that you do. Because for me, I've had a hard time thinking of my own definition. I've had like different toys in my head that I've considered kinky, but I've never had like what does kink mean to me definition? And at least for right now, that's a really fun one. And I like that a lot because that feels very playful. Um, It's a delight of breaking the rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's silly. And (laughs) yeah, it's like your own little movie. Yeah. And we all know my whole thing with wanting to be watched. So (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Right. And that right there, that's Mm -hmm. a great kink. That is not about power, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's about attention. And it can be done like in the conscious kink world, like being watched. It's like, you know, we've got these words like voyeur Mm -hmm. and exhibitionist, and they sound like, you know, somebody is going to just get on the table in a restaurant and strip all their clothes off. (laughs) 
And that's not consensual, right. first mm-hmm. of all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it, to me, that piece about watching someone else in a scene or being watched is about witness. It is about being witnessed at your most um, vulnerable and alive by people who honor that. Like that to me is amazing and um, very, it's sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me having a Look sacred you, cake. Beautiful and sacred. <laughs> I love that way mm-hmm. of looking at kinks. That yeah. does make it like I keep saying it, but it's truly so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's just, mm-hmm. I think that's so important when we're talking about any type of shadow work is like yeah. really recognizing the beauty in any of these aspects of ourselves that we tend to think of as shameful. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, actually that's so cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And of course you want attention. Right. Yes. <laughs> that well, wasn't about it. You love attention. It's so, like such a dick. I and of course you way. want attention. <laughs> I meant you love attention. Like you cast. <laughs> yeah, what about you? You don't know. <laughs> I love attention too, just not necessarily in that way. <laughs> in the naked way? Yeah. Fair enough. So if people don't necessarily know their kinks, you know, what is a good way for beginners to start exploring and addressing this within themselves? Hmm. I just start with what, where do your fantasies go? Mm -hmm. Like what do you imagine happening and what happens in your body when you imagine it? Um, Watching movies that have anything around this, um, I actually don't recommend Fifty Shades of Grey because the consent piece in there is horrible. Yeah. They really don't set up consent at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of books around it. Um, the whole Anne Rice series from way back was all of just like noticing where's your turn on? Mm-hmm. What happens? Um, and uh, it you don't need any equipment to get into kink. You don't need anything like the gear is super fun and like the black leather and like you <laughs> spend lots of money on all sorts of things and you don't need anything at all. All you need is actually attention. That is what <laughs> connects the people who are playing together is that everybody's agreed to pay attention to the same thing. And when it's domination and submission, really it's about the dominant person holding the other person in their attention impeccably observing them watching them seeing every breath seeing everything that's happening in their body and following that like that sense of being held that way is so delicious and for the sub for the person who's submitting or surrendering it's about being held so clearly in someone else's um maybe authority but really just their attention their loving you know um firm, empowered, grounded attention that you can let go Mm -hmm. and you can actually let go and surrender and that you're not really surrendering to that person. You're surrendering to your own experience. Mm -hmm. You're surrendering to your own sensations and you don't have to take care of anybody else. You can just let go. That creates this like sensation vacation that is what so many people long for. And it's not just women. There are a lot of alpha guys out there who run the show all day and all they want is to let go, to finally have someone who would do that for them, who would hold them so they can let go. And it's very vulnerable for men often to be in that place because they're afraid they're going to be seen as weak, that it's going to be seen as indulgent, that they won't be seen as masculine. And when I work with um, especially cis hetero couples and it's the guy who wants to submit, it's so much about like, look at the courage that you bring to go to such a vulnerable place. Like I see your warrior in doing that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's the opposite where if it's a cis hetero female person um, holding power, it's scary because you feel like you might not be seen as feminine again. Like you can't be soft again. And so this is the piece about setting a container, that when you get into kink, it's really important to do small, doable pieces. Mm -hmm. So to start out, like if you and a partner want to play, to set up a conversation about like, let's do this for half an hour. Let's try something for half an hour. And maybe it's that you're telling me what to do. 
and we don't need any equipment at all. It's just that for half an hour, I am going to um, obey whatever you say. Mm-hmm. And then within that conversation for consent, it's, is there any way you don't want to be touched? Is there any place on your body that you don't want touched? Um, is there anything that's a hard no that you don't want to have happen? And a no stays a no. So that you can just keep it really simple of like, I'm going to tell you what to do. We're going to keep our clothes on. It's going to be in the bedroom and it's for half an hour. And um, I don't want to get on my knees because my knees hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it can be that's that. common with me. I have bad <laughs> right, knees. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but otherwise, like, I honestly, like, it'll be as simple as, like, just, you know, I want you to move your arm to your hip really slowly while I watch. We call this game Pretty Poses. (laughs) And then every time that there's a request, if you're dominant, you always reward it. Oh, you did that so well. Wow, you look amazing. The light on your shoulders, glorious. So you don't need any equipment at all, but you do need to be able to say out loud what you want. Mm -hmm. That is really the challenging part for a lot of us is to say out loud, I want to be spanked Mm -hmm. and I actually want to do it naked. (laughs) Right. If you don't do that with me. Yeah. If you have a hard time fantasizing maybe, and you don't know in your head, you know, like what a, a scenario you'd like to play out would you suggest like pushing your turn-ons to the next limit? Like, uh, I don't know what I could think of. Like ki- like neck kissing, like that's hot to someone. But they don't, you know, like t- trying to make that a little bit more kinky if you don't know what you're into. I'm just trying to think mm-hmm. of ways to help people find out what they're into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if they don't consider themselves a kinky or like fantasy person. Um, usually it's the thing that you don't want to say out loud is the thing to try, like find the edge. Um, usually people don't go into exploring kink, not knowing what they want. Mm. It's usually that they know what they want, but they're afraid to ask for it. Sometimes it's that their partner wants it. And so they're trying to figure out how to meet them there. How do I find turn on in this thing that they want? Like, for instance, they want to be spanked. How do I do that? Is that something that I feel comfortable doing? And a lot of times there, the fear is I'm going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so that's the consent piece where you get really clear about like, you really do want this. You really want me to do this. And to really receive the message from the other person of like, yes, actually, this feels like love to me when you do this. I feel so loved and cared for that you want to do this thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sometimes to just like that, that really watching carefully of their body, it means that you can tune into their turn on and you start to feel it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If the pretty poses feels like too much, like maybe you're not quite ready for that. Are there ways that you can try it just in your everyday life um, before committing to a full scene? Yes, you totally can. And actually um, that reminds me that part of the consent always in kink is safe words. So that piece about a no can never become a yes for that scene. Mm -hmm. So if I've said, I don't want to take my clothes off for this scene. And then later on, I get super turned on and I want to, it's still a no. That doesn't happen for this scene. We keep to that rule, but a yes can always become a no. So if I say, yes, I want to do this scene with you and we keep our clothes on, we do pretty poses. um, And I just, I don't know exactly how I'm going to feel about it, but then you ask me to do something and I, I just like, wow, it just shuts me down or it just didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Then I can say, okay, um, I'm, my yes has become a no. I want to stop now. Mm -hmm. And so you can have safe words. Usually the common ones are yellow for, I just want to pause. We need to reset. There's something happening or red is like, Ooh, we're done. We got to stop. This is it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the, and to really practice saying those, because sometimes people don't want to say it. They don't want to interrupt the scene. They're people pleasers. They don't want to disappoint the other person to actually do a scene where you practice doing that. So, you know, you can do it because then you get to play full out when you know that you've got like brakes on the bike. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so playing, playing with it in, in just regular life, like you can do it at a restaurant. Um, like say you're going out on a date with someone you already know, and you've set up consent for this that you go to the restaurant and then the person who is holding power can say, you don't get to eat until I tell you. 
And you're going to need to ask me for every bite. And I want you to say, please. And if I'm not convinced that you're asking the way I want, you might need to beg. (laughs) And that's it. It can be as simple as that. And Mm -hmm. you could do it just for like the first course, even. Mm -hmm. And then just see what comes up in your bodies. Notice, feel it. um, And see if that created turn on. And if it did, then follow that. Mm-hmm. It's really about following what lights you up. It's that simple. Yeah. Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off is there anything to do out in your everyday life that isn't acting i guess i i don't even have anything yes, in my head but like what what else could we do that we don't have you to act can out? wear an item of clothing underneath your clothing that is kinky but nobody else knows about it so you're getting away with something secret Mm. Um, or it could be like no underwear going commando if that feels like forbidden for Mm you Mm -hmm. Um, you can um, yeah it doesn't have to be you don't have to do the role play piece there's a lot you can do to feed yourself in kink to explore this Um, it can be just like you're at a stoplight and you're just like scratching your arm because that feels kind of naughty and kinky. Um, Or you reach over and scratch the arm of your partner if you have consent for doing that. And it's just like one little fingernail and it's just light and really naughty, but it's like, woo, I wasn't (laughs) expecting that. Um, It can be sexting. It can be Mm -hmm. just sending a text that's like, you know, I'm thinking about when I get to tie you up on Saturday. Just um, dropping a little something so that there's a simmer all the time. And also because um, it's a way to try things out without having to actually put them into action. Mm -hmm. That can be helpful. Another um, thing that I like to do, especially for couples when they haven't talked about what they want, but they want to, is to say you're uh, just to sit down, spend like set aside some time, maybe 20 minutes, set a timer, face each other. And start with, your desires are safe with me. That you each say it, and the other, when they receive it, they say thank you. And then you exchange that. And then you take turns saying, tell me one thing that you desire. Mm -hmm. And you can practice saying out loud then the things that you might not have named before. The thing about this is when you hear the desire, you just say thank you. Mm -hmm. And you're not agreeing to do it. You're not saying, I want that too. What you're saying is, I hear you. I witness you. And it's, it's good that you want that. That's great that you want that. I may or may not want to actually do it with you, but I want to hear. I want to know you. Mm-hmm. And the, then as you're going back and forth, it means that you're both, you know, stepping into vulnerability and revealing. And then after the fact, you can have a conversation about which of those things you might want to do. Mm-hmm. Like you're excited about it. You might be willing to do it because you love this partner and you might want to try it or you don't want to do it at all. And it's just a no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Conversations where you're not expected to have a reaction can be the most important and impactful too. Cause like sometimes you just want to talk without having anyone tell you their opinion or yes Mm -hmm. or no. Yes. Cause those can be really good conversations, especially around something vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that actually is a consent conversation right there to say, hey, I want to have a conversation with you 
about our sex life and about some of the desires I haven't told you about, Mm -hmm. can we set up a time to do that? Would you do that with me? That's a consent conversation right there. You're clearly asking for what you want. And then to set up the, get the yes, and then set that up, but to not do it, you know, out of the blue when you're trying to do something else in a hurry and definitely don't do it while you're having sex. Mm-hmm. Like take it outside of that, make mm-hmm. time to intentionally, consciously design your sex life together when you're not actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We've been told over and over, don't have these conversations in the middle of the bedroom. So that's a great point to bring back up. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's really hard not to be reactive and you, you just, it, it, and there's drugs, you're, you're on drugs when you're having mm-hmm. sex. Like mm-hmm. there's all sorts of mind altering things happening. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really good to do when everybody's like calm and happy and mm-hmm. well-fed mm-hmm. and rested <laughs> and sober and mm-hmm. all of those things. So yeah, important. and that actually is a piece about conscious kink. That actually that is part of kink in general is kinky play is done uh, when everybody's fully present. And so that means no mind-altering substances have entered in except arousal later on. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's because you want that that presence and clarity all the way through just in case something goes sideways or someone gets upset or there's even some kind of a physical issue you want to be able to voice it clear it up and deal with it right away Mm -hmm. yeah when you first said you're on drugs um I was like oh my god have I been doing it wrong like are we supposed to be on (laughs) what was I missing Um, this entire time please tell me (laughs) because I haven't been doing it right Um, (laughs) speaking of being in the bedroom though I feel like we've covered some ways to be kinky just in our daily lives I would love to get into some ways to get kinky in the bedroom just some of your Mm. favorites some examples for people as we're getting curious exploring more Um, and I also want to get into more ways that are like don't really have that dom sub dynamic mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Like we yeah. were talking about with the wanting to be watched. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like wanting to be watched, wanting to be worshipped or wanting to worship can be really fun, kinky play. Like I'm a goddess and I would like to be worshipped for the next hour. And I would like you to physically worship me and heap words of praise on me. And give me flowers. (laughs) (laughs) That's a kink scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I even like we're using the word in the bedroom. The bedroom's not always the best place to do kink because it is a place where it's sort of there's familiar dynamics already in place like that environment. Somatically, our bodies read it as a particular place. Like maybe that's the place you have. But if that's the case, then take the time to set it up so there's a clear space so that you're saying we're entering into an activity together that's not the thing we usually do in this room. So bringing in music, um, candles, like those the artificial candles are really good for that. Um, lowering the lighting, um, actually investing in something where you can cover a window so it's sort of like a little more you know, womb-like. That can be a really great way to shift um, the energy of the environment so that your body knows, okay, I'm doing something awesome and special now. Um, and so in the, in the erotic blueprints work, we define kink as uh, sensation kink and psychological kink. So mostly we've been talking about psychological kink so mm-hmm. far where you're doing mind games. There's some element of um, pretend and imagination, mm-hmm. and it can also just be about sensation. Some people just really love the feeling of being held down or restrained, um, either on wrists and ankles or um, around like the, the chest harness feeling of being like tied up. And actually it's very down regulating for your nervous system. It's kind of like being swaddled as a baby. Like it just can be this delicious feeling of like, okay, I'm held and I can't move. So I guess I have to surrender. That's great. Um, so that can be really fun. And it does not have to be along with any kind of fancy um, domination and submission like you know, um, scene, it can just be, I'd really love to have like these, you can get Velcro cuffs on Amazon that are great, um, where you can like cuff them to each other and then you get to struggle even. Sometimes people really love to struggle against restraint because you can feel your own strength. Mm 
-hmm. and you can actually like just um, express, like get access a lot of emotions, like um, anger or frustration or just rage. Mm -hmm. like, ah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, another way to play in kink. That's really fun. That um, is um, primal play. So just like moving like animals together seeing what comes up, like somebody may be stalking someone else or not. Um, That's a little more of the pretend piece, but it also can be physical of like, you know, wrestling can be super fun and kinky and can drop an elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And again, talking about consent ahead of time of like, okay, you know, wrestling, but you're way bigger than me. So I want you to pin me. But um, I've got a word I'm going to say if I want to get released, or I can just ask you to move away, you know, mm-hmm. that there's making clear what the boundaries are for that. Um, so nobody gets hurt, you know, that mm-hmm. it's just the the, the physical play. Um, what else for a lot of people like rope and a lot of people get stuck on, but I don't know how to do the knots. Right. You do not need to do the knots to be able to play with rope. All you need to do is have a length of rope and you can actually just hold it over someone's body to hold them down. Oh, So they get okay. the feeling of being restrained and held, but you can release it immediately. That's so, you so can... much nicer. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that fun? Uh-huh. What kind and you can of even rope? just wrap it around their body and hold it. Does it need to be a particular kind of rope or is it like hardware store rope? <laughs> so in that case, partner's on the way out right now. To go get that's some. a great question. So there's a whole thing on rope is my, my jam. So okay. I, that was like my biggest thing. I do shibari rope. I tie people. I, I get tied. I spent like a year and a half on it. It's just, I love it. Wow. Um, so the answer is if you're going to be doing knots, then it's better to get rope that's like hemp or jute because it doesn't it's a little stiffer and it doesn't compress on itself and so the knots won't get super tight and then you can't Mm -hmm. get them undone Mm -hmm. but if you are playing the way that i'm suggesting which is you're wrapping it around their body and you're just like holding it you can use anything you can use hardware rope Mm -hmm. and in fact it's super fun then to go into hardware stores because then they're like kinky toy shops (laughs) (laughs) and you can home depot man there's all these do-it-yourself kinky things because you can use chain as well you can get a length of heavy chain and then just lay it across your body or someone else's body whole just the (laughs) sensation of like the cold and the weight and then if you like hold it up and you just pile it down on someone someone uh we were playing this way and someone said it felt like being buried in a pile of money but it was just like oh fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) new fantasy unlocked imagine having you can you can can get lengths of chain and then just clip them together with a carabiner Mm -hmm. so you can have like a little thing to drag across the body just there's so many ways to create delight where you don't have to spend a bunch of money on a fancy vlogger, but mm-hmm. you can, if you want to. Right. Imagine yeah. me dating though. And like bringing someone home and I have like a box of chain <laughs> under my bed. <laughs> like it would definitely have to be a conversation. Well, my immediate thought too was big chain. You know what I mean? I want the like, type of yes, chain that hooks up in the I back like of the, the truck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But it's fun to have the smaller ones. I actually have a couple of floggers that are called bead floggers and they're okay. just a whole bunch of strings of, you know, like those chain poles you used to have on light bulbs, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those, but they're long and oh. to drag that across the body is so delicious. It's Ooh. so good. And then you can also do things like put it in the freezer and make it cold or warm it up. Yeah. Chains That's are great. So, fun. so, so fun. Well, are, yeah. are there any other toys? You're like blowing my mind with these last two. Are there any other like non-typical toys that we're not thinking of when you, that you can use with King? Yes. There's a whole range of them. So one of my teachers um, is uh, Jalene Bennis who created Bondissage and she talks about pervertibles that kind of anything oh, can be uh-huh. a sensation toy. So go in your kitchen and look around because like the little metal whisks those are really fun for impact play like super light impact play um you can use a wooden spoon you can use forks um just find something and try it on your own body or somebody else's and see what happens forks are fun because you can also poke Mm -hmm. you can like poke all over the body and that creates some delicious sensations Mm -hmm. um yeah there's just all sorts of things you can go we the dollar store is one we recommend because they have all sorts of just 
things that create sensations like cat toys or um, scrubby misks that you use for washing. You can drag that across a body to create sensation. Mm -hmm. And the kinky sensations tend to be more intense. So it's things that are scratchy, Mm -hmm. things that might, um, that you can use for impact paddles. I have one that um, I think the game is like a, I can't remember the game, but it's a big wooden paddle. And I forget what kind of ball or whatever you used, but like that one for impact is really fun. It makes this nice, like flat, putty sound. It's like really inexpensive and just, I think I spray painted it gold and now it looks cool. I <laughs> love it. So, yeah. I love that. But it can just be about like sensation mm-hmm. and um, the naughtiness of just like, using things in places you wouldn't have used them before. That can be really fun. And basic things like people use um, uh, clothespins for nickel, nipple pl- clamps if you want like super intense sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really like the chains. Sky's the limit. That's yes. the thing about pink. <laughs> like, oh, let's go back right. to the chains. So many <laughs> things. I said I really like the chains. I just like that idea of like it could be very like – restraining but if you're just playing with it as like a tease and like sensation i really like that mm-hmm. oh yeah like or it's... you could get a big i haven't even done this but now i want to you can get a big long length of chain and just wrap it around the body like what if your whole leg was just wrapped in chains or the two legs together that just feels so <laughs> young oh my god how fun yeah i don't know how easy this is going to be over like voice since we are a podcast, but I'm really curious about the rope play. And I'm wondering if you can get into a little bit, like, are there like starter things? Starter rope. Yeah. Starter rope play other than like laying it on top of somebody. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would say to, to wrap it around body parts Mm -hmm. and, and, and play with tightening and seeing if the, the person who's receiving that likes that. Sometimes people like it a lot tighter than than you think as the one who's administering okay. it. And so it's gauging like, what what do they want? Is that, and the, a good question to ask is, does this increase or decrease your pleasure when I make it tighter? Um, Where are some places on the body to wrap rope around? Um, so... Uh, wrists and ankles are the ones people want bound. A good idea on rope is to not actually do it right at the wrist because okay. that's actually a delicate place. So you want it like a couple inches above the wrist bones on the body. Okay. So it's on the bigger bones of the arm. Mm-hmm. Same thing around ankles that you want it like a little above the ankles. Um, actually wrapping feet in rope can be super fun, like running it between toes And the thing about rope is it's a sensation toy all by itself. It's very sensual. And so it's not just as you're restrained that the fun begins. It's when you're slowly wrapping it around the body and you're like keeping contact with them as you're putting it on. All of that can be done without knowing how to tie anything where you're just bringing your arm across their body and you're breathing down their neck and you're just holding the intention of I've got you. I'm holding you. Um, uh, Let's see, where was I going with that? Just um, the contact of it. Oh, and also that removing rope from the body is, can be delightful. This is a place of like the conscious king piece. This is the meditation where everybody breathe. And then I'm just slowly, slowly pulling the rope from between your toes. And there's all this wriggling and just (laughs) the feeling of release. And that can be really amazing. Mm -hmm. So just playing with it as, um, as an instrument, as a conduit of energy and as a way that you're literally connecting with this other person. Mm -hmm. That's to me, the magic of it is that it's connective. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Other um, resources, like there are some books that are pretty good, um, but I generally say if you're going to do rope, take a class. Mm-hmm. And I know with COVID that got shut down for a while, but there's, especially for rope, there's enough, um, there is, there are some safety concerns. Like if you get it too tight, you actually can cut off circulation or you can create nerve damage. So, and that's not to freak people out completely, but Mm -hmm. just to say, like, get some good instruction. Mm -hmm. So places to find rope classes are FetLife is always a good one, although some people find FetLife kind of alarming. (laughs) It can be a little overwhelming. Um, But your local sex store 
probably has resources for um, rope classes. And often there is some kind of a rope dojo or a dungeon in your area that might offer beginner classes. I actually took my first class um, in somebody's living room with their kids' pictures all around. Oh my God. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And actually that person is one of my best friends now and we do rope together. And um, it's like a mix of, if you've never been to a rope class, the first one, it's like a mix of Eagle Scouts and uh, like geeky people and super kinky people because they're like the Eagle Scouts are like, did I do this right? Like, I really want to like, you know, make sure it's really looking good. And then there's somebody like spanking in the back room. So. <laughs> <laughs> quite the demographic great mix yeah it's yeah. so funny so yeah. I was gonna ask too like where do you find more resources to dive into like say you have a fantasy in mind like besides looking up porn to try to help you act it out like how else can you find good reliable kinky resources yeah so there's there's a couple floating around that i think are just generally accessible that are um kink communication checklists or there's a kink um it's like a spreadsheet it's a kink quiz i have one and if anybody wants to contact me after the show i'm happy to send it to them sexual communication checklist and it just lists all sorts of kinky possibilities that you might never have thought of. Mm-hmm. So things like, I don't know, um, um, golden showers is one that people don't always think of. Um, some people want puppy play or kitten play where they want to be petted and adored and, you know, wear certain things. Um, and so with all of this, like spanking or impact, um, restraint, uh, humiliation play, and so the, the with this checklist, it's a good thing to do with a partner, like you do it yourself, they do theirs, and then you compare notes. And that it's about what am I what am I excited about doing? Where it's like, oh yeah, definitely want to try that, or I already know I like that. I'm willing to do this with someone who might want it. I'm not sure if I want it, but I'm willing to try it, mm-hmm. or I'm a hard no. This is something I don't want, at least right now and maybe forever, not going there. And then you compare the two lists and you find the Venn diagram. You find the places where both of you are at least, hopefully you're a, yeah, I want to. And, or one, somebody's a, yeah, I want to, and someone else is a willing to. And then you have the consent conversation. When are we going to do this? How long are we going to do it for? Um, what are the boundaries? Like, are there place things you don't want to have happen during that? Like maybe we don't have any kind of penetrative sex at all in the scene. That's actually very common in kink that the kink play is about the kink play. And it's not necessarily about intercourse or sex as we know it, because there's so much erotic energy already in the room. Um, communication sounds like the biggest tool you can have in your tool belt for anything, but also especially for kink play. Um, so you've given us a lot of good, like where to start that conversation as well with a partner, um, and how to go about that. So I think that's great because that's just as important. The most important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, the consent technology in the kink world is better than almost anywhere. Also because kinky people have had to do the work to come out of the closet and say what they really want. Because just because I say I'm kinky and you say you're kinky doesn't mean we have anything in common. Right. Because maybe what I want is pony play and you're like really into foot worship. Like we don't have a way to play with each other. And so I actually have to spell out like I really like pony play and I, um, I, I, want to have three people watching that's just my minimum and that's what I need for an awesome scene will you do that with me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so important I love it yeah is there that anything was... else sorry nope go ahead is there anything else you feel like we didn't touch on that you would like to yeah I want to talk a little bit more about what it looks like in a relationship because this what can happen is people get into relationship and they're afraid to have said anything about it ahead of time. And then they feel stuck like five years in, they're like, I just, I, it's too late now. I can, now I can't say it. Like that's, you know, that's going to scare them off or, um, and I had this amazing experience with this couple recently. They were married for 10 years. They have two kids. They're like really sweet. They love each other, but they got really stuck in their, sex life because they weren't saying what they wanted to explore 
And so we did conversations of the, your desires are safe with me. They got to name some of these things and they actually had their first rope experience with each other. And they each, it turned out each of them wanted to be the giver and the other and to submit like they were switches. They each wanted to have one scene where they got to be the one and then turn it around. And the main thing that came out of it, they both said, I didn't know it could be so tender and so loving. Like I thought I had to be really like bossy and demanding, but it was really just about being in that experience together and um, laughing because it was like silly and delicious and mischievous. So just the the connectedness that it can create between two people, it's really it's hard to underestimate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, like you were saying about dating, like, you know, I've got the chains under the bed. <laughs> my advice and my uh, own way of doing this is lead with what's going to scare them away. Okay. I lead with the chains. I lead with like, look, I'm kinky. I'm Polly. That's the deal. This is how I work. I'm a sex coach, by the way. Um, <laughs> if you couldn't pick that up. <laughs> right. And then because then if they still are like, great, when do we meet? Then, you know, they want you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have this in the background where you're like, oh, I'm going to have to unroll this at some point, And I don't know what they're going to think about it. Like if it scares them away, great. Mm-hmm. Then they're not your people. Mm-hmm. It's more information you for you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like we need to do a photo shoot for your Bumble profile <laughs> of you in shades. <laughs> of you in shades. Uh, lead with what's going to scare them, Emma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I also like that you brought up in, within a relationship that it's never too late to bring up what mm-hmm. you're interested in because I do feel like, you're like, oh, this person has gotten to know me as this way for so long that there's no way I can bring this up and they'll still accept that. Um, so it's great to know that it's never too late for that conversation either. It never is. I can just begin with, you know, I was too scared to tell you this before, but it actually is really important to me. And I know that you want to know me because you Mm -hmm. care about me. And then that gives you information about them. And if they really can't deal with that part of you, that wasn't going to be sustainable anyway, because you can't have a long-term relationship where you're hiding away that much of yourself and really truly connect, which is what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's never too late. And where can our listeners continue to connect with you after the episode? Absolutely. So I have my website, which is www.yesandmore.com and it's Y-E-S-A-N-N-E-M-O-R-E.com. And I'm on Facebook as Ann Moore, also on Instagram. I think I'm Yes Ann Moore on Instagram. I always forget. We'll put it in the notes. Um, yeah. Um, and you can, uh, there's a place with a contact. Uh, it's just, I think it's um, apply now on the website. If you want to find out more about working with me or coaching with me. Um, I also do the body work piece, which means I do direct experience and the rope work. So I love introducing couples to how to play with each other with rope or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a workshop that I'm working on right now, that, but it's not fully formed. That's going to be rope in all the blueprints. And so it's Ooh. using rope energetically, sensually, the sexual direct approach in kinky and shapeshifter, meaning you bring in all the things. Um, so that'll be in January, 2022. And if you want to find out about it, then just contact me either on Facebook or uh, on my webpage and I'll let you know. You sound like Missy from Big Mouth if she were like 30. <laughs> and like been through some shit. Yeah. I really want to do a Crystal Week boys. Nope. I'm off. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off. It was better before I hit record. It always is. It always is. <laughs> I always look better before I look in the mirror. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Anne, for being on the podcast today. Whips and Chains. That's what I was. I was trying to sing the part of S&M mm. by Rihanna, who is now the new hero of Barbados. She was crowned that today. Really? Mm-hmm. Which I would also give Rihanna any award she wanted from my heart so if you're listening (laughs) Uh, so i know you listen and i want to give you a shout out 
Uh, if you haven't heard of her, you can find her at IMBD. <laughs> And IMDB as well. She's also mm-hmm. on both. Yeah. I've heard. Um, and thank you to our, our listeners for sticking around another week. I know it's hard. <laughs> if this episode really touched you. Whipped ya. Whipped ya. Whipped you with um, tied you up in a knot. Share it with somebody you also want to tie up in a knot. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Tie up like a pretzel. Yeah, a pretzel. Pretzel. They should also weave... Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting there. Okay, sorry. God, the, you're rushing. I'm me. rushing. Capitalism. You. Fuck. <laughs> it's even at Honeydew Me. <laughs> and up. if you want to do something else for us, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honeydew Me. It's the world to us. And if this is the episode that is going to get you to leave a written review, is there rope? Is there a rope emoji? Is there a lasso? Is there a lasso? Uh, anything that resembles rope, there's definitely chains. Yeah, there's so a lot of chains. leave that if you're Team Emma getting a chain from every state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which we all should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, leave a chain in a world. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Chain world. Chain world. <laughs> Can we talk about our merch? Yeah. Are we going to put it out? Why don't we just release it? <laughs> I think we should. What the fuck are we doing? We can at least release the things that, like... I'm going to keep all this in. We should just fucking release it. Shouldn't we fucking release it? You can keep it in. This is behind the scenes. <laughs> and her voice cracks behind the scenes. She's actually a 12-year-old boy. This is my real voice. <laughs> Mom. You sound like you could be on Big Mouth now. Nice Thank you. Snip into the mic. <laughs> it's allergy season. So really. we're, it's COVID season. It's COVID season. <laughs> What are we doing then? Um, we also, we didn't rehearse. Fuck. <laughs> Nobody listens to these, right? And if you do, that means you're in the inner circle, which means yeah. you're okay with me messing up, which means you want merch. Yeah, you want <laughs> merch. You know, we've been through a couple merch things. Yeah, they've but been we've, hard. Yeah, we've hit our sweet spot, I believe. So you can still get the honey tea. It's still the super cute soft tea. Um, it is at the link in our Instagram bio. And I will also link it in the show notes just to make it a little easier for you. But we also have other merch. We wanted to give you some comfy, cozy stuff. So we actually have sweatshirts and long sleeves and mm-hmm. crop sweatshirts. And crewnecks. And crewnecks and a mm-hmm. tote bag. Mm-hmm. So many really cute things. And we like mixed up our colors. So yes. it's in a bunch of different styles. I think you're going to love it because we love it. Oh my God. It's We've so been fun. trying it out for the last like month and a half. Yeah. And we're pretty confident. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty confident. I, I mean, I'm as confident as I am with anything in my life. Yeah. You know, we're new to all of this. We're just babies in the entrepreneur game. I'm just putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. Yeah. And if you're in our inner circle, you'll be the first to wear it. So yeah. congratulations. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.